This is Joey Atlas bringing you the Fitness Whisperer, episode number 18. And if you've been tuning in, you can already tell this is a slightly different approach. There was no intro music, nothing drawn out, and uh, that's to signify a little bit of evolution here. I had to switch to a, a new podcasting recording platform because the original one was starting to get a little uh, off. It was creating problems with the recordings, and uh, while the material was good, some people were giving me feedback that they were, it sounded like we were talking over each other, which was actually a tech issue. So in efforts of moving forward and not giving up, I found a new platform. We're testing it today, and we're going right into this with a conversation from, a, I guess, a long-time, long-distance internet friend who actually has inspired me way back when uh, and has helped me to get to where I am as part of the equation of all the triggers in my life that have kept telling me to go, go, go. So I'm going to formally introduce him, and then I'll let him on for a, a good hello before we get into some really good material here. So Craig Ballantyne is who we have today, and he's the author of The Perfect Day Formula. He's also the creator of Turbulence Training, the fitness program, uh, which actually had me cross paths with Greg years ago, maybe 11 years ago. He's been a contributor to Men's Health Magazine for over 10 years. His books, videos, and coaching programs have transformed the lives of over 7 million people physically, financially, mentally, and emotionally over the last two decades. Today, he teaches high-performing entrepreneurs to increase their income and make more time for their personal lives using the same five pillars of success that have allowed Greg to overcome the crippling anxiety attack excuse me, to overcome crippling anxiety attacks and transform his life. So those anxiety attacks we're going to circle back on for anybody listening. Craig, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you making the time for this. No, this is going to be great, Joey. Great to catch up. Awesome. Yeah. So speaking of catching up, I looked at our emails and you and I started communicating back, it was over 11 years ago, actually, where we exchanged initial emails and uh, started doing some cross promotion and learning more and more about each other. Uh, but before that, uh, I came across your material when I was looking to go online and expand my offerings from just a little studio to reach people all over the world. And you were one of the first people I saw who was actually doing what I was aiming for. And I really respected what you were doing. It had a good feel to it. And just by seeing what you were doing, uh, that was part of the inspiration that made me want to take the next steps, even though I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea how to do any of that stuff, create a website, you know, uh, email this and set up a shopping cart. And uh, I had none of it. But seeing you do it and knowing you were a fitness guy like me and, and seeing your personality, your attitude, your demeanor, that really triggered me to say, it doesn't matter what I don't know. I know what I want to do. I see what he's doing. I see others doing it. And I'm going to figure this out and do it because I simply want to help more people. And so I thank you for being part of that inspiration. Well, Joey, that's really an amazing story. And yeah, you know, I know we at least with the turbulence training and fitness stuff, we'll go back to 2006. I know that we then met probably, man, I don't know what year it was, maybe 2007 in, in Jupiter, Florida with our friend Ryan Lee. And then mm -hmm. uh, it's really great to know that you found my stuff even before that. Yeah, yeah, huge help. And it was awesome meeting you and getting together with the other guys uh, who were also going online around that time. I'll tell you, um, making the time and space to get to that 
informal meeting in Jupiter, that was a big challenge for me. I was, it was one of the toughest times of my life that I was going through. And it may not have been evident then, uh, but I knew that was an important step of moving forward and all the things I was working toward and still trying to get toward living what I call my perfect life, even though that was one of the toughest times of my life ever, ever in all regards. I was going through the early stages of my second divorce and there were just there were just so many things working against me, but I had to keep moving forward. And so being in the um, being in the same room with you guys and trading everything we traded so openly and and um, so givingly, that was uh, that was a real trigger for me to find new energy, uh, have more of a, a stronger vision, and push through whatever it was I was going through at that stage of life. So I thank you also for that. Yeah, no problem. And I think that's a really great lesson for everybody listening is that. You know, you really want to get around good people, even when you're feeling kind of down, because seeing what other people are doing, getting that hope, that optimism, that positivity, it's so important, whether it's going to church or whether it's going to a community center, the library or going to the gym. You know, oftentimes uh, the the best thing for us is the thing that we don't want to do or that or is the hardest thing for us to do. But when we do it, it, it all pays off and we feel so great afterwards. So, you know, I'm really glad you were there, Joey. It's really great to meet you and, and to yeah. build that relationship. And also, likewise, I was there to learn it. And because we were around great people, it was easy to do. Yeah. Transformational. Simple, but transformational. Um, so so that takes me to the, uh, the trigger for what made me reach out to want to schedule this with you. Um, you know, I've, we've, we've gone our separate ways in certain ways, but we're still kind of working in the same direction, you know, improving our lives by improving other people's lives, right, in the big picture. So I've had, actually, I know I have at least one copy of the Perfect Day formula. I gave the other one away to Joey Jr. Mm -hmm. uh, before, he, before he went to college. Um, so every now and again, I'll pick up one of my books that are on my um, – frequented bookshelf and I'll just open to a random page or two just looking for a dose of inspiration you know fe feeding your mind that good stuff um, and so you know sometimes it might be psycho cybernetics sometimes it might be outwitting the devil uh, you know there's a bunch of other books but I keep yours on that shelf too because it has earned a place on that shelf and so I happened to pick that up the other day um, and I opened to I opened to a few of the pages and I'm like, you know what? There's so much good stuff in here. It's a small, easy read, but this is, this can be life-changing when it's in the right hands. And so I looked at a few uh, paragraphs here and there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to Craig and we need to do a podcast because I know lots of people don't read, but if they can hear at least some bits and pieces of what's in the book, it may trigger them to go get it and read it. Or just the things we share may be a trigger in them that makes them take action toward a more positive life. So yeah, absolutely, and they can always get the audiobook too. Uh, if they like my voice, they'll be able to hear me yeah. do the audiobook. And, and like you said, it's really short. You know, even if you just listen to a chapter a day, it's usually two and a half minutes per chapter. And I think everybody can, you know, dedicate that time and, and grab that nugget. And like you said, there's nuggets in all of them. Absolutely, yeah. So this one, I mean, you could finish it literally in half a weekend, but go through it. Uh, I have a rule. I don't read without a highlighter anymore because those nuggets are there. You got to highlight them, uh, dog ear them because those are the things you can keep turning back to. So uh, I also 
what resonated with me, Craig, is that I've been, as we've each been doing our own thing, I've actually still been getting some of your emails and, and what you're doing. And um, I've been looking to that also for my inspiration as, as I expand my journey and further evolve into the things I'm aiming for. And over the last bunch of years, my personal mission, message, vision has evolved beyond the fitness for fitness sake, but health and fitness for the sake of, a, of an awesome life. And so, you know, when, when I read certain parts of the perfect day formula, it's all aimed at living a, a quote unquote perfect life, right? The perfect life is made up of perfect days. And those perfect days are made up of perfect moments that we have to pre-plan and execute on. And so this ties in so much to people's lack of ability to make that commitment of self-care, self-responsibility, right? And everything gets out of control in their life, especially when that bedrock of health and fitness is gone. So one of the things I want to touch on first is I opened up, one of the paragraphs I opened up to is, I'm going to read it right now. Really, It's actually really quick. Um, quote unquote, I wanted to reach a bigger audience than what was available through my fitness business. I wanted to help more people and change more lives. Can you, can you give us, or just me and anybody listening will get it. Give me some deeper insights into what inside you made you want to go beyond the, the fitness aspect of life and change more lives and, and, and have a deeper impact on all aspects of life. That's great. What, what went on inside yeah, you? That's a great question. And it's actually something that I've always wanted to do even before I, got, I had success in the fitness world. And it was just essentially, even when I was a young man, a teenager, and I had a job and I would see people at, you know, I worked in a greenhouse and basically, and then I worked in a factory as well. And, you know, I'd see you know, the average person struggling with many things. And I would just think, well, I think, you know, this problem can be solved. And I would look at them and I go, oh, I think the solution is actually pretty simple. Um, rationally, it's very simple. Oftentimes there's other, you know, mental roadblocks that, uh, that hold people back. But the, the solutions to life are generally pretty easy. You know, life is simple and we have to make it too hard. And so the first thing that was easy for me to do was to help people with fitness to save them time and get them more results. And then that was the next thing that was easy for me to do. Well, how can I help somebody save time in their entire day, not just in their workouts, which led to the perfect day formula. And now we've created courses on building online businesses and all that stuff. And so I just want to break things down from complex to simple and give it to people like you, Joey, who are eager to take these lessons and take massive action on them. And so you are my ideal reader and client and customer. And I love working with folks like you. And then, you know, it's just, if I can help you, Joey, then you can go out and help and spread your additional mission. Once you have built that groundwork and, and foundation in your fitness business, now you have all these people who come to you for life advice and, and you can share it with them. So it's, it's that ripple effect when I'm able to help high performers. And so that's what I wanted to do. And it was a slow journey for me to figure out how to do it, but eventually I did. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity to speak to so many people from financial advisors to tech companies, to other coaches, to authors, to all these great people who are out changing lives. And if I can make them you know, that much better, then they can go out and, and help exponentially more people. Yeah, it's great stuff. The, um, you mentioned a word I use called the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. 
and you know you help one or two people and magic happens from there so you don't necessarily have to help millions from the start but you help just a handful and that transformation is clearly visible to anybody in that that person's circle and that ripple effect happens by nature um so totally uh totally feeling you on that good stuff there so anybody listening uh, we're going to share the links where you can find craig toward the end of the podcast i'm going to tell you how you can get a free copy of his book shipped right to you and plus uh, a few other cool resources that are going to allow you to get more of what we're talking about here today so stay tuned craig i want to touch on uh the next thing here that just a something something i constantly think about uh it's one of the reasons why i'm on my mission and i know you have great insights into this as well so anybody listening is going to get a lot out of this one and it doesn't matter where you are you could be a, a veteran fitness pro tuning in for deeper tips and insights into the mindset or you could be a pure beginner just looking to take care of your life this is still going to help you so here we go you and i know that about 85 percent of the population give or take on any given day is out of shape, letting their health decline rapidly and living a weaker life because of it. Why do you think the majority of the population defaults to poor self-care and self-responsibility when they know the consequences? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that is a that's the billion dollar question. I mean, actually, it's the trillion dollar question with the <laughs> with the amount of money we spend on healthcare and. And there's a lot of reasons. I mean, first of all, there is uh, the environmental exposure to fast food, to television, mm -hmm. to social media. I mean, all of those things, not to take personal responsibility completely out of the equation, but all of those things have been engineered by scientists, by engineers to be addictive. Yes. And, you know, we, we really truly do have some of, and this is shameful, we have some of our generation's best minds working on making you addictive to computers, to your telephone, your mobile phone, to and to uh, your food sources as well, to very poor food sources. So yes. we are really fighting an uphill battle. Everybody is. And I mean, I'm I'm Canadian, Joey, and so I you know I spent a lot of time up here in Canada, where I am today, and it's bad up here in Canada, but the United States, uh, bless you guys, it's a whole nother level. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you look out, when I go to a hotel and I look out the window, <laughs> you have alternating billboards between, you know, the 5,000 calorie meal, and then the next one is for lap band surgery, and then the next <laughs> one is for, uh, you know, a 5,000 calorie meal, and the next one's for lap band surgery. And uh -huh. I, don't mean to, I don't mean to make fun of anyone, it's just, it's just unbelievable. It's the ironic truth. It, it truly is. And I mean, it's, it's a testament to, I mean, on one hand, you know, you want to give credit to the American people and their hard work. And, you know, we want to go out and we want people to buy our services and goods. And, and it, it just has spiraled a little bit out of control. And it's almost like if, you know, we almost look at these corporations, we think, well, who could possibly work there? You know, who could possibly work for a cigarette company? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, but they are everyday people who are, you know, who will say I'm trying to feed my family. So anyways, you know, first of all, we have that. We have those environmental issues that the world is, I mean, when I go to the United States and I say, I, I, I ask the person at the hotel, how do I walk to this place? I get the craziest look, <laughs> why would you want to walk anywhere? You know, and, and so it's just uh, that way. So we have that aspect. And then we have uh, something uh, that I learned 
through a book called The Body Keeps the Score. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. It's written by a, a Dutch psychologist who, who has a um, practice in America. And it's incredible. It talks about how abused individuals, people who are abused um, sexually, physically, uh, emotionally abused, put up walls of obesity and bad behavior yeah. and addiction to protect themselves from you know thinking they're going to be abused again. So four out of 10 of individuals in the United States, I believe have been abused in one way or another. That is an incredible uh, number of people. I mean, you're looking now at close to 100 million people in the United States who have been abused, um, give or take. And so those people now have additional psych psychological factors which predispose them to addiction, which predispose them to uh, having extra body fat so it protects predators, uh, protects them from predators. And so that was a, a major breakthrough in my mind that I, I mean, I read that book a couple years ago because now I realize, oh my goodness, you know, these people aren't lazy. These, you know, these people aren't, you know, it's not their, you know, it's not like they want to be, you know, right. on, the, on the outside, they want to be uh, overweight. It's just that they've gone through something that I can't understand. And mm -hmm. so we need to accept that. So you have those two big factors in place. And then, and then there's human nature. And, right. and let's be honest. I mean, some people are overweight because they, they don't like to exercise and they like to eat a lot. And, mm -hmm. and that's another major factor. And again, that kind of ties in with the first one that it's hard to exercise or it's not enjoyable in most cases because we've, you know, made this image <laughs> that you have to go and exercise and be in pain, which you Beast don't. Mode. You can dance your way thin, to be honest with you. I mean, you can go out and salsa dance your way thin, but people don't think of that as a as an actual workout or an actual way to stay thin, but it certainly is. Mm -hmm. And so you can do enjoyable stuff, and, and uh, they need the education to understand that you can have delicious foods and, you know, to, to eat real blueberries, not blueberries that have been, you know, trucked a 10,000 miles that are, you know, are not right. But if you eat, you know, real good quality blueberries, you know how great those can taste. And so yeah. it's just, but it's also a matter of, of cost and convenience. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think the, the, the United States as a whole is making uh, some nice moves in that direction in terms of convenience, especially mm -hmm. in major cities right. towards green foods, towards healthier foods. Um, cost wise, it is prohibitive. Uh, you know, you're probably looking at almost spending twice as much on a, on a meal out as opposed to going to fast food restaurants. But certainly just to, to sum this up, obesity is getting greater than ever. Like every year you think, Oh my goodness, it can't possibly go higher. And the recent research out shows that it has gone higher and that fast food intake has increased 22%. So we're doing the wrong things and still moving in the wrong direction, despite all the progress made. And it's because of all those factors. So, yeah, you know, it, when, when and then what it comes down to, Joey, the solution is individual. Right. So those are you know major trends, but you know let's treat everybody on the individual level. Let's get to know our clients. Let's get to you know figure out and help them out however we can. Let's have those deep, difficult discussions that may go into some darkness in order to bring them into the light. Yeah, awesome. I've I've been doing a little bit of limited one-on-one -on -one coaching with some some high-level people here and there. Uh, simply because they can't just go see the YMCA trainer three times a week. Their schedule doesn't allow for that. They need more of a specialist approach. And we get into some deep conversations. We start peeling back the layers. And half the battle is, and these are smart people, 
half the half the battle is having a conversation with them and, and talking about a lot of the things you just mentioned saying look all this all all this food and these beverages that exist around you on a 24/7 basis they're not there for your good they're there for the companies who sell them there is no company representative who's going to say to you hey look susie hey look john don't eat more of our stuff today you've had enough wait until next week to have more that's never going to happen they want you to eat more and more just like you say the addictive qualities are built into this stuff and then also tied into the psychological and emotional states of people to further tap into those addictive qualities it's a nasty cycle and it's a, it's a horrible subtlety of our society that we just keep we, we need to make people aware of that subtle existence it's insidious, but we have to shine the light on it so that people can wake up and say, "Holy crap! I never even thought of that. I didn't. I didn't see it that way." But yeah, I have to be responsible for mm -hmm. filtering out what is right for me and what is right to go into my body and mind. So I'm with you on those observations, yeah. and they're totally dead on. Um, the world just needs to see and hear a lot more <laughs> of this, so that they can wake up and take proper action. Um, I actually, I wanted to mention something, um, like I didn't even think of this, but having this conversation with you and having the book in my hand again, yeah. there was a section in it, uh, that touches on, uh, habits and alcohol. And, uh, I stopped drinking about a year and nine months ago, totally. And not that it was ever an issue, but it's something that I wanted to take a stand on in life. And I see how much damage it does to society. And so um, I decided, now my point is reading what you wrote in the book and um, just kind of letting that sit with me a little bit in addition to some other factors, it was actually one of the triggers that made me decide I can cut alcohol out of my life and I will never miss it. And, and I'll be able to do so much more good in various ways when I can say to people, I don't drink. And so uh, I wanted to share that with you because this was actually one of the ingredients that made my wheels turn in such a way that got me to the point to decide I don't, I don't, need, I don't ever need to have a drink in my life, so I'm going to stop. And it's been about a year and 10 months since, and I'm, I, it's, it's been awesome, like highly recommended to anybody. Um, and I enjoyed drinking, Craig. Like I, I started really young, and I enjoyed all the occasions and every possibility, um, but I saw that under the wrong circumstances, it could become a problem in my life. And so for that reason, and for the reason of being able to show people that anybody could stop any kind of habit they want at any time, I did it. And so I thank you for that. There you go. <laughs> uh, so that's a story for another day, a much broader topic that needs to be addressed as well. Um, what, here's a question. What's the shift or the triggers that you observe in people who make the change required in order to live a fulfilling, healthy, happy, rewarding life? What are, what are some of the key triggers or mind shifts that happen that get people there? Well, let's talk about two of them and I'll cover uh, one quickly. You mentioned earlier that people don't have time for self-care. And so the first mindset is you have to give yourself permission to give yourself time for self-care. And I know that you know, between you and I, we've served a lot of uh, moms over 30, over 35, over 40, over 45, who have, you know, essentially sacrificed themselves mm -hmm. and their own health for raising their children for, you know, especially in a single mom situation. And, 
And, you know, first of all, let us respect that sure. Uh, for sure. With those, with a single, I mean, just when I owned, when I owned a dog by myself, I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, how does, a, how does a, how does a mom, uh, you know, raise a child and have a job, you know, on her own? It, that's like superhero, yeah. uh, let alone more than one child. And so, you know, moms out there, all moms for sure. I mean, cause I'm a mama's boy. I want to, <laughs> I want to give great respect to, uh, to all moms oh, out yeah. there. Um, so, but moms go to that, you know, level of sacrifice where they don't give themselves permission, whether it's through guilt, whether it's through thinking that it's a lack of time. And, you know, that was one of the motivations for me, Joey, back in the day was to show moms and dads mm -hmm. that you don't need to go to the gym. Right. First of all, you don't need to exercise for an hour or longer. You don't need to use a piece of equipment. You can get results in four to 10 minutes using bodyweight exercises at home. Now it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be a, a simple, straightforward process. And so you need to give yourself permission. And, and that might mean, okay, you know what, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to get up, you know, 10 or 15 minutes early and I'm going to give myself permission to do a little bit of self-care on myself because I always love to go back to the old uh, analogy of the airplane. When you get on the airplane, they say, you know, you got to put on your oxygen mask first before you take care oh, of yeah. others. And that's the same that's the same in life. And so we need to do that. You know, if you can give yourself a little bit of self-care in the morning, whether it's, you know, Monday, it's a little exercise, Tuesday, a little meditation, Thursday, uh, you know, Wednesday, you want to do a little reading or Bible study. And then Thursday back to exercise, 10 minutes a day is going to make a, a big difference in your world. And so do that, give yourself permission to do the self-care. Now, the second, maybe more important aspect is to make sure that you have a meaningful incentive. And, and so, You've read my five pillars in the book, Joey, and I get these from my transformation contests where people have gone and lost a lot of weight. And oftentimes you'll get you'll get like Joe who has a, a you know a tough job and, and two kids uh, and he wants to lose weight. And then you'll get Bob and he has a tougher job and he has four kids and he wants to lose weight. And, and you know, if you had to bet, you'd put your money on Joe you know, to lose more weight over the 12 weeks, but sometimes Bob mm -hmm. wins, you know, and Bob, why does Bob win when he has a tougher job and a worse boss and four kids and a longer commute? And maybe he's starting off in a worse position. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason why Bob wins is because Bob has a really deeper, meaningful incentive. Right. And I would often see all these people who would enter my contest and I was paying good money to people to win the contest, to lose mm -hmm. weight. And we would give them a thousand dollars or $2,000 and 80% of the people still dropped out of the contest and often after about two weeks. And I couldn't get my head around it until I realized that the people who stuck with it, the people who had the greatest results in life were people that had a meaningful incentive. Mm -hmm. And that means they were often doing it for their children. They were doing it because their doctor gave them basically like, the ultimatum that if you don't change in three years, you probably, you and I aren't going to be having any conversations right. at all. And, or, you know, you want to be around in 20 years for your children. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it comes from, Joey. It's that deep, meaningful incentive from your heart and your mind that you are able to go and change. And so, you know, I'll give you a good one here. Um, similar to your drinking one. Now I have maybe one or two drinks mm -hmm. a week and sometimes, and sometimes I'll go like six weeks in a row mm -hmm. without drinking. So I've conquered yeah. drinking. But in about 2011, when I made this big shift from fitness over to helping people in many other areas, I, I was out running intervals one day right by my house. And I thought, you know what? Here I am telling people what to do every day. And I, I have a problem with cursing. And I thought, well, you know what? Today, I'm going to stop cursing. And so it took me about four days to, to do it. And every time that I, I cursed, I would put $20 in a jar and give it away, you know, as a bit of a punishment. 
but but I went from six curses in the first day to four the next day to three then two to to, to pretty much none. And it's very rare that I'll curse. Maybe if I see a big giant bug, or if I get really 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 frustrated with something, uh-huh. and I'm with one of my buddies, I might you know let let loose yeah. a couple. But other than that. Uh, you know, I go on stage and I speak in front of thousands of people and I don't mm-hmm. curse and I, you know, I can get fired up and I can and not curse and I can, you know, having a conversation with a cab driver who's cursing and I won't mm-hmm. curse. And, and I just gave it up because, you know, I had a meaningful incentive to give it up. Exactly. And so that's, that's what drove my change and that's what will drive anyone's change. Mindfulness, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Awesome stuff there. Um, all right. So. Speaking of, um, you touched on some major obstacles, the, the time factor, uh, the not, not wanting to or able to uh, logistically go to a gym because of the time demands and the traffic and the travel um, and the, the mode of exercise and fitness that people think they need versus what is in the mainstream media. Um, that's actually some of what I'm working on now. I want to fix those major obstacles that are blocking people from being able to do what they're supposed to do for that bedrock foundation of health and wellness. And so I'll actually, I'll, uh, I'll share some links with you when we hang up so you can see actually what, what it is I'm doing. Um, I'm about to, to launch a Kickstarter campaign at the end of next month oh, for, okay. yeah, for a patent pending family home gym system that I've designed. I remember you designing that years ago. Yeah, but you got to see the the latest rendition. I mean, it's full force now. It's uh, it's it's cool. Okay, I'll I'll share that with you. Have you check it out? Um, but yeah, the whole aim is okay. What are the biggest obstacles? What are the things people say as, uh, as uh, that are the things that are blocking them? And so for me, the the mission is to get rid of those major obstacles. So so now that those op- obstacles aren't there, they could start doing what they need to do. And then start getting the benefits in all those other areas of life that they're able to then focus on because the obstacles are out of the way. So totally on, on the same page with you there. And I love what I'm hearing. Uh, this is why we're talking. A lot of what you do, a lot of what you stand for really resonates with me. Um, and that's why I look toward you to, to, uh, as an example of how to keep moving forward. So I thank you for that. We're almost done here. And I want to touch on something very important because I know this affects a lot of people. Um, a lot of people don't talk about it, but it's, it's an obvious issue in society. Um, and I think the more we talk about this, the better off people will be because in this, they will find an answer. On page 139 of the book, I'll just quote, in 2006, I struggled with crippling anxiety attacks for over six months. My anxiety was so strong that it kept me up at night and stopped me from pursuing many of my other goals. It was only through implementing the five pillars of success that I was able to overcome the anxiety and return to good health and get back on track toward my other goals. That is why I understand the importance of continuing to set a health goal each year. Even if you are fortunate to be in good health today, do not take it for granted. Don't ignore this area of your life until something bad happens. Thank you for sharing that in here. It's time for a short break here, and there's a good reason why. As Craig and I were recording, keep in mind we were on a new platform that I was starting to use. The podcast with Craig was the first episode on using this new platform because the old one 
if you listened to a few of the previous episodes, uh, TFW 15, 16, 17, you would hear that uh, myself and, and whoever I was interviewing or was hosting with me, we were out of sync. And it sounded like we were talking over each other when in reality we were not. The uh, program we use for producing the podcast was uh, syncing these in, <laughs> improperly, basically. So uh, for TFW18 with Craig, I tried using a new platform, which looks pretty good. But what happened is I'm still learning some of the uh, – the tech aspects of it, the do's, the don'ts, what have you. And uh, long story short, we got kicked off the network because of the connections and the multiple devices streaming in my house. So we actually set back up to record part two. But what happened is when we hung up to wrap up the episode, the save function did not kick in. So part two was about 16 minutes with Craig and I, and it's gone. It disappeared. So what's cool is that I remembered most of the good stuff we talked about, and I'm going to give you the summary version right now in part two, kind of like the Cliff Notes audio version, if you will. So nothing will be missed. You're going to get all the good stuff without any of the, um, the extended time talking in between. So we're going to jump right into it here. This is part two of the Fitness Whisperer, episode number 18, Creating Your Perfect Life by Creating Your Perfect Days with Craig Ballantyne. Now, what I did was, in part two, I went to page 139 of Craig's book, The Perfect Day Formula, and I read a small section of that to him so that we could further expand upon it. And basically, it's, it's focused on the topic of anxiety. And the reason why I picked that out is because I know so many people suffer from anxiety, anxiety attacks, and whether it's full-blown anxiety attacks or a an ebb and flow of states of anxiety, uh, it can cripple your life. It can stop you from doing the things you really want to be doing. And so uh, I'm just going to read you this short half paragraph that Craig put in the book, and this is written by him. And then we'll go from there. In 2006, I struggled with crippling anxiety attacks for over six months. My anxiety was so strong that it kept me up at night and stopped me from pursuing many of my other goals. It was only through implementing the five pillars of success that I was able to overcome the anxiety and return to good health and to get back on track toward my other goals. That is why I understand the importance of continuing to set a health goal each year. So Craig himself suffered through anxiety. And it got so bad at that point in 2006 that it stopped him from doing the things that he was wanting to pursue. That is a big problem. So when he and I were speaking on that episode, what he revealed was he realized he did not have people around him who he was willing to talk to about the things that were building up inside him causing the anxiety. So sometimes it was feelings of overwhelm. Sometimes it was feeling like he doesn't have the right people just to be a sounding board for him to talk to, not for them to solve his problems per se, 
but simply for him to be heard. And what we talked about was this is a, an essential human need. That human need is for us to have people around us who we trust enough simply to open up to, to share what's going on inside us, to share the things that are important in our lives that we want to have somebody else hear, simply hear. Again, not give us direct advice, not tell us what to do, not even solve a problem per se, but simply to share the burden that we hold inside of us, to listen and be there. That's it. Sometimes it can go deeper than that. Sometimes they may actually be able to help navigate certain things, which is fantastic if needed. But the flip side of that is when we do not have people who we trust, people who we are willing to open up to, to let out that content inside of us that is causing the anxiety, what happens is it builds up inside of us. It compounds inside of us. It accumulates inside of us. And that turns into deeper levels of anxiety, stronger levels of anxiety, sometimes triggering the anxiety attacks that we know about and hear about and maybe even personally have suffered through. Now, this is not meant to give you medical advice or diagnose anything, etc. It's simply to share experiential information, both through Craig and myself, in ourselves and people we've worked with over the years. The key is if you don't have people around you who you trust, and let's face it, sometimes we're in family situations where we love our families. However, we're not always so willing to open up in the most candid of ways to certain family members, and that's okay. It's understandable. It doesn't mean we don't love them. We just don't feel like there's that space there to simply open up in our most genuine ways. Some family members we can do that with, some we can't. But often the, um, the paradigm that people live in is more of a place where they'd rather not open up to family members about certain things that are causing anxiety or have the ability to cause anxiety if they continue to build up. And if that's the case, that's totally cool. That's what friends are for. That's what our social support system is for outside of our own family network. So what he and I talked about was taking a look around you. Do you have friends, colleagues, acquaintances who you trust enough, who you feel safe enough with to open up to? Now, one, if you do, you have to do it. You have to simply do it. Set the stage Ask them, hey, do you have time to talk at some point? I really just have some things I want to talk about, and I need, I need an open ear. If you do not feel you have those kinds of people or one or two persons in your life who can be that kind of ear for you, that's a signal for you to either look elsewhere or Take a look in the mirror and ask yourself why you do not have those kinds of people in your life at that time. Is there something you need to work on yourself so that you're capable of developing that kind of relationship with another person or other people to create that kind of support network that allows you to feel enough trust to open up to other people to talk with? 
If you feel that the people who are close to you, who do surround you, are not the kinds of people that you feel comfortable enough and you've been introspective enough to simply know that you need other people in order to feel more comfortable in opening up to them, then it's time to either replace certain people, which is a fact of life sometimes. When we're looking toward growth and evolution and progress, sometimes that means leaving certain people behind as you journey forward. There is nothing wrong with that. As long as it's done with care and it's done in a genuine way that honors your own needs, honors your own growth, and honors you moving toward your own best potential. So we look for creating new support groups, new connections, new people who we can move toward and grow with. Some ideas. There are plenty of meetup groups. There's actually, I think, a website called meetup.com. And it's not so much a dating site or, or a, a formal site of sorts like that. It's actually a very broad uh, website. I think it's global now where there are topic groups, interest groups, activity groups of all kinds. Everything you could think of, you could find in there. I won't even start listing them, but there are tons. And sit back, think about some of the things that interest you. Or possibly think about new interests. What, what is something new you want to explore? For example, several years ago, I didn't even know what stand-up paddleboarding was. I learned about it. I was interested in it, in it, and I pursued it. I tried it. I loved it. Come to find out that there are stand-up paddleboard groups and meetups in this meetup uh, website, social networking website. That's that's one way you can meet people. So again, find a new interest. Think about some of your current interests. Pursue them. Go actively out and meet people, possibly by this website or other local types of groups. Start networking. Start creating a, 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 a bigger network, and you will find specific certain people who you start to feel comfortable with and creating a level of trust where you can open up. And share the things that are going on inside you to relieve that buildup of anxiety. Simple but effective. Not always the answer. Again, this is not a prescription or uh, uh, this, is, this is not direct medical advice. This is, these are lifestyle habits. Part of what goes into creating the perfect day formula, which is the basis of Craig's book. So those are just a few ideas. Uh, again, it could be topic-related, activity-related, um, new interest-related. could be anything. There are just so many ideas out there. But again, it doesn't take a lot of people. It just takes a few key people in your life to be able to have that kind of relationship to release that, that buildup of anxiety so that it doesn't compound and compound and then create attacks that stop you from living the rest of your life. That essentially was it in regards to anxiety. Um, the other part of it is look at what some of the things are that might be causing some extra anxiety or might be a factor in creating that anxiety. It may very well be that some of the people around you are not only not people you can talk to to relieve that anxiety, but they may actually be the cause of it. 
They may be the cause of drama. They may be the cause of overwhelm. I'm not saying to look to blame anybody, of course. What I'm saying is be mindful enough and aware enough to know when people are creating unnecessary bad energy in your life and maybe presenting obstacles to you that are not necessary. This is, this is again, one of the keys to building the perfect day each day so that you can have a perfect life or something close to perfect, relatively speaking. Mindfulness, awareness, taking stock of who you're surrounded by, the people in your life, and how those people are affecting you and your forward progress toward the best you and your best life. That's essentially what we spoke about. There's a lot more. There's a lot more good stuff that you can actually get for free. And I'm going to share those links with you right now. These are the links and the resources that Craig shared as we wrapped up episode number 18. So what you can do is you can look up Craig on Instagram. If you like using Instagram, he is on there as Real Craig Ballantyne. And that is R-E-A-L-C-R-A-I-G-B-A-L-L-A-N-T-Y-N-E. Real Craig Ballantyne. That's on Instagram where you can find him. And he also had me share a link where you can get a free copy of The Perfect Day Formula, Craig's book that talks about all the elements that go into creating not just a perfect day, but creating a perfect life by creating perfect days. To get that, uh, again, the book is free. It's actually a hardcover print book. All you do is pay the shipping fee. The book is free itself, but you do pay shipping. It is an, it's an excellent book. I have two copies. I actually had two. I gave one to Joey Jr. before he left for college, and I have my own right in front of me here. So go to freeperfectdaybook.com. Just like it sounds, freeperfectdaybook.com. I'm also going to put these in the show notes on the episode for thejoeyatlas.com at the Fitness Whisperer. Let's see. I'm going to double check here, make sure I'm going to send you to the right place. So if you go to – if you're listening and you're not able to go to these um, at the moment, to go to the the show page and the show notes, what you'll do is you'll go to – www.joeyatlas.com, J-O-E-Y-A-T-L-A-S.com. In the upper right, you'll click on Shows, and then you'll click on the Fitness Whisperer podcast, and you will see TFW number 18. That stands for the Fitness Whisperer number 18, The Perfect Day, How to Create the Perfect Life with Craig Ballantyne. And on that page will be the episode where you can listen to it again. You could share it with your friends, family, and coworkers, um, social media, and you can also find these links that I'm mentioning right now. And you can go get Craig's great stuff and enjoy the uh, the journey. He's got great stuff. I've known Craig for a long time. I wish we could have finished the recording, but I have a feeling he and I are going to do a future episode together to circle back on some of these and go further into the helpful material at deeper levels. Also, if you're just tuning in for the first time, I appreciate you being here. If you would like more of my materials on top of this, you've got a few options. I've got plenty of free 
home office and travel fitness programs. And basically, again, just go to joeyatlas.com. You will see where you can get access to all those free materials. I've got several weeks worth of home office and travel fitness training videos. We've got all the previous episodes of the Fitness Whisperer podcast, which is also available directly on Apple Podcasts. Just search the Fitness Whisperer. And let's see, in real time, where are we right now? April 4th, 2018. One month from yesterday, that's almost a month from now, four weeks, we are going to be launching the Sculpt-to-Fit All-in-One Home Gym and Fitness System, both the pro model for trainers and fitness pros to have an awesome business in the corner of a room, garage, small office, what have you, and the personal model. What's cool is that we're doing the Kickstarter launch If you've never heard of Kickstarter, just go to kickstarter.com. It's how some of the most coolest brands have gotten their start and have launched into the real world. We are actually launching the pro model for everybody, even personal home users, whether you want one for the house, the office, or the vacation home, or the yacht. We're launching the pro model to everybody at prices that are gonna be even lower than the personal model when it's on sale after the launch for the regular retail price. So if you want information on that in real time, if you're listening to this in real time and you wanna see what's going down, go to joeyatlas.com, click on contact, let me know you've heard this and you wanna find out more about the launch You can also find me on Facebook at Joey Atlas Fitness. Send me a message. Let me know you want to be involved in the founder buyer's uh, notice, pre-notification when we go live. The people who buy on the first day, the founder backers, which is an official list I'm keeping, are going to get the absolute best price, the best package in history. You'll still be able to get the, the, the packages that we offer in the future, but not at these prices for launch on Kickstarter. This is going to be big. And that's it. This is Joey Atlas from joeyatlas.com. I appreciate you listening. Please share this if you know anybody else who can benefit from it. And I will be back before you know it with the Fitness Whisperer, episode number 19. Talk to you then. <laughs>